Welcome to the Lapid Monkey Music Show. Trayvon Jordan Rudis, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, all good. I, I, I want to thank you for being on the show. I mean, obviously, the easy answer is you're known from Dream Theater. I, I love you in LTE. I mean, I love you in Dream Theater, but I really <laughs> love that project you guys do. Uh, and all different versions of it. I mean, and, and I'm excited because I want to talk about a few things that you've done, you're doing. Um, sure. we'll get, and we can end on Dream Theater, but... but um, Along with being obviously an accomplished uh, keyboard synthesizer composer, you've also been doing a lot of apps and applications over the years with um, Wisdom Music, with partners, of course. Can we touch a little bit about that and then talk about, I really want to talk about and then the Geo Shred. I mean, those are just, they look fantastic and I have yet to get them myself and start to play with them, but. Okay, yeah. Yep. The Geo Shred is an application uh, a musical instrument it's a midi controller it's also a midi tone module but it's a standalone it can be a standalone musical instrument uh right now it runs on ios at some point in the not too distant future it'll also be able to run on your desktop machines um but it's an app that was designed in collaboration with um the people from karma at stanford university the, the home of where they invented fm synthesis and physical modeling um so geoshred is a, co a collaboration between myself and some partners that i met out of stanford um and it's based on physical modeling and it's an expressive mpe style instrument uh the the um, sounds within it are um ranging from from very realistic kind of uh orchestral sounds and ethnic sounds to you know kind of stretching the idea of physical modeling and doing some interesting things like you can play like one of the things i like to do on geoshred is play really cool leads on it it's got a great model of a string on it that's used but um the um amazing thing about GeoShred and one of the reasons that I even invented it in the first place was because I wanted to come up with a way to smoothly transition between a fretless modality and a diatonic modality, basically meaning that I wanted to go back and forth by from sliding notes to playing definite notes. And I and I was inspired by people like Steve Vai or Jeff Beck. Uh, with the way that they would use the whammy bar and just be able to do these great slides from one note to the other. And I kind of felt like, wow, with technology, let's figure out a way to really make that kind of play more um, possible for for everybody. Right. So uh, that was my initial kind of like incentive to do that. And so I set out, I've been working on that kind of thing, that kind of pitch for a long time, ever since starting with MorphWiz back in the day, which was my first app the year that the iPhones first came out. Uh, and that actually won a Billboard Award for the Best Music App back then. It got me kind of into all this and got me gave, gave me some credentials to keep on making <laughs> it happen. So GeoShred has become quite a popular app, sold hundreds of thousands of, uh, you know, of apps worldwide. The first the country that it's the most popular is the U.S., but believe it or not, the second most popular country is in India. And the reason that it's so popular in India is because it uh, has such strong pitch intelligence oh, yeah. and around and Indian musicians love that kind of sliding 
you know, in their Carnatic music, they do some very advanced, detailed sliding, and GeoShred allows them to do it, and they discovered that. So that's my most, you know, current Geo, Geo app, the one that kind of really matters. Um, and yeah, that's the story with it. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I, I love it. I mean, so when, from concept out, like, are you coming up with a concept and then working people in technology and then you guys start working together? Like, I've never actually talked to me that actually have created an app, a musician that's created an app with highly advanced. This is just not just an ordinary app. I mean, it's fantastic, but the brains behind this is way not uh, 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 an iPhone game. You know what I'm saying? This is such a serious instrument. Right. So the process yeah. is very interesting how, how the minds got together to sit down. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. No, it, it's an interesting thing. I mean, I have had a kind of vision for how I wanted, you know, for how I want technology to play into my music making. And mm -hmm. that's how it came together, you know, working with developers and understanding what's possible, what they can do, seeing what devices are available, and then kind of fine tuning the vision by working with people who are coders. And, you know, because I'm, I'm not a programmer, but I work with people who are. And so, yeah. Oh, that's how this like GeoShred came together by just a meeting, you know, out when I was in California with the Stanford team and uh, talking about what I wanted and what they offer. And then we put our heads together and created this amazing thing. So and but then, you know, every app is different. Like, you know, um, I'm working with uh, an amazing developer who's out of Germany. We're working on a music um totally programmable performance visualizer it's not even a music app it's a visual app uh and i just had the uh, i had the idea that wouldn't it be cool to have a music visualizer but have something that was totally like flexible for the user and really something that you go in almost like a synthesizer and create you know your own visuals in different modes like fractal mode or liquid mode or anything like that Matter of fact, we just posted about it on the Dream Theater socials because it's a very powerful visual kind of platform that could be used in live shows. And so that was a particular kind of relationship. And then, you know, years ago, I had an app called SampleWiz. It came out after MorphWiz. And that that was pretty cool. My, my vision for it was that I wanted to put a sampler in everybody's pocket and have it be really cool and flexible and just fun and powerful. And so when it came out, it was very popular. That's probably about... 13 years ago yeah. but these uh more days i partnered with a company called Belias out of france and we had a vision for how to take sample ways and bring it into now and so we added some very cool granule uh granular synthesis uh functionality and we added some you know some more kind of complete uh parameter set and amazing effects and you know it's just it's the next level of coolness that you can have like with you anywhere that sample is too so every every um you know every app is is a little bit different and and i kind of am interested in so many different aspects of you know music and technology and expression that uh, there's a lot of cool and fun things uh, to do and one last thing about that is uh on the yeah. horizon for this year is follow up to MorphWiz after, you know, 14 years or however long it's been since the original one. Because MorphWiz, the concept of it was that we would be, that we morphed between waveforms and visual icons of those waveforms back then. But the morphing 
in, back in that day was more about crossfading. Whereas the morphing now, this ability of audio morphing of waveforms. So it literally it's morphing now. So that's, that's going to be released sometime in the next couple of months. Um, but that's a pretty cool yeah. new, um, new take on, on morphing sounds. It's incredible the ideas you have. I mean, because I mean, I don't even know how you have time. I mean, the amount of work you do with just Dream Theater, the, the solo albums you have, the projects you do, <laughs> creating these apps and working on them. And and then I just saw you posted a, a I don't know, it's not a keyboard guitar, but it's a prototype you're working on. You just posted in the past month. Uh, yeah. What is that? That looks awesome. The sounds when you played it were beautiful. Yeah, it's um, so that is a project I'm doing uh, in cooperation with a Polish gentleman whose name is Drufskowski. He's um, he's a great luthier. He's a great builder. He's an architect, actually. So when I came to him with the idea of building something that's a keyboard and guitar as one instrument, you know, he immediately got a sketch pad out and started to draw all this stuff. And then when I was in the UK recently with Dream Theater, we did measurements and, you know, just kind of figuring out the ergonomics and the logistics of having this kind of like, you know, new instrument. Obviously, it can't be too heavy because it's two things. So right. one of his one of his specialties is building very light instruments, working with carbon fiber and doing, um, you know, guitars that only weigh like a couple of pounds and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, we were inspired. And, you know, I work in a lot of cases, I work with people who are very motivated as well and, you know, can help to see things through. So that's uh, so that project, you know, is underway. That one looks awesome. I'm excited to hear more from that one. Cause it just because there's been so many different attempts and versions of stuff out there. And I've yeah. heard of some of our good, but but to me, being a guitar player and not very good at keyboards, but loving the sounds of keyboards and different types of you know synthesizers and Korg and Moog and stuff. But I mean, it's the sounds together were just beautiful, you know. Just that small little sample, I was like, oh, I want more. So yeah. I'm okay. very excited about that one. Uh, people aren't aware. I think it was on your was it your Instagram you posted that on, I think, yeah. or Facebook. Yeah, it's out. It's out there. Just check it out, people. It's really great, and you know, and actually. The first thing I'm going to say, and I'll have the links here, is go to Jordan's website. It's super intense in a good way. It's it's kept up. Some, sometimes uh, websites aren't kept up, and it's like a ghost town, you know, <laughs> or an artist, because they just put it up and they don't keep up with it. And, you know, there's like tumbleweed yeah. comes through. Whereas yours is very up to date. It has your solo work, you know, what you're working on, your projects, your apps. It has Dream Theater. It has everything, you know. It's a one-stop uh, yeah place there uh you've recently talked about you uh, in the past year you're doing some, some teach you're always doing like teaching programs and stuff online is there more yes. of that stuff coming down the line for you too yeah i did a pretty cool course with usic play which is a company that uh does kind of advanced uh class work online and people can find that uh just need to research usic play with my name and uh, it's very well shot. It's very comprehensive. There's a lot of good material there. Um, you know, so definitely something cool to check out. Is it different levels or is it more of a teaching you the, I think it's like teaching you different how to compose the different rock versions, I think. I, I, I'm not a keyboard guy, though. So. Yeah, there's a lot of different things about it, technique and rhythm and improvisation. I discussed many different topics within the scope of that course and different levels. I, uh, I guess my question would be like, so people that aren't as experienced can still get a lot out of the course, though, even if they're not. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's for an 
absolute beginner, but there's a lot of stuff on there like for everybody. Well, okay, that makes sense. Because I mean, like me, I'll read stuff that Steve I does and I'll get the concepts of it. I'm never going to be <laughs> a, a thimble worth of Steve I, but I get the concepts of it. I'm like, oh, wow, that's really great. That's incredible. You know what I'm saying? Right, totally. So from, a, like, from a musical point, you're like, oh, wow. I mean, I think that's something when you start playing an instrument, you're like, there's songs I didn't never really care about too much, but then I sat down and I played it on guitar or an instrument, and you realize the chords or the arrangements, and you go, oh, that's brilliant. And it may be just a song you may not be a fan of, but once you play it, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about. When you do it, you're like, oh, wow, I get it. You know, it's fun to play. I yeah. like the song. You know, it's so there are things you can do if you can't actually, um, you don't have the skill level, but you can still appreciate music. Um, Correct. Absolutely. And I, and I see that in a lot of stuff you do, like with the, you know, even even the, um, the apps you do are like real musical instruments, but can also help people at different levels to explore. Well, that, that's one of I got into this app stuff is because I felt like, you know, with technology, you could create something that not only would be um, inspirational and cutting edge for somebody who's experienced, but also I wanted to offer tools that allow people to make music that wouldn't ordinarily make it or haven't made it before. Even on GeoShred, which is an advanced kind of like instrument, there are, there's a mode which lets you play basically all the right notes and there's backing mm -hmm. tracks that you can start. And then as you run your hand along the playing surface, it basically offers you just the right scale for what is being, you know, what the backing track is. So I, so that's kind of important to me is to have some, to have technology, music technology that allows people the experience of making music who haven't been able to make it themselves before. And and I think as I used to follow apps, I mean, I think they were, they, some of them, it was like they were not a toy, but they just were limiting. And it, to me, I think the stuff that you're doing and been doing picks up where I think we're like, we're, I would love to think that Frank Zappa, his experimenting with electronics, we've been going towards like that, that next level of combining technology and music to the next level, you know? Um, yeah, it's really, the whole thing is really important. You know, the other side of the whole like technology thing, and you know, people sometimes when you start talking about like technology, you get this this immediate feeling like, oh, maybe it's something that's cold, like it's more just yeah. like a machine not connected with the, you know, with who we are as human beings. And what's really important to me actually and has been important since my I'm touching an electronic instrument is that kind of like fluidity or expression that that I've wanted to achieve using electronics. Like there was an old argument that that electronic instruments were just not sensitive, that there was all like you couldn't get dynamics or not responsive, like a violin or a, you know, cello or something like that. At one point me, they weren't. <laughs> and to me, and to me, even like with something like a Minimo that didn't have like velocity sensitivity, but it had all these cool dials that had cool dials on it that you could slowly turn or, you know, do all these kind of cool stuff. To me, that was like, you know, the, the expression on those instruments, not so much the fact that it didn't have dynamics on the key, but you could do amazing things with the dials. And that was very like, you know, uh, fluid, if you will, to be able to change sounds like that. So, but, you know, fast forward a little bit and now you've got instruments that actually on the like keys, you know, we went from just like synthesizers that started out with no velocity control to having added velocity, having aftertouch, having something called polyphonic aftertouch. Nice. Now we're even up to a point where where um, 
company out of France just released an instrument called the Osmos, which takes the whole keyboard playing experience to like another level and offers um, a level of musical expression through technology that's greater than any keyboard instrument that I've ever played. So it's pretty, pretty cool. So that whole argument about not, you know, electronic instruments not being expressive is basically blown out of the water completely. Now it's like, wow, maybe there's more expressive possibilities on this, you know, electronic instrument than there is on the piano. And in many ways, you'd have to say anybody who dives into it and understands what's going on would have to say, well, yeah, I see that. Because there's amazing things you can do with your touch and your fingers. And it's like incredible. Well, it is. It's incredible. It makes it so most people can do it. I think some people are like, well, if you can play it, you can program it, anybody can do it. And and that's I think that's also a weak argument. And they can you could say like with all the Apple stuff that's come out over the years, no one's breaking down the doors right and hit singles with it. You know what I mean? There's still something to writing a song. You can have the best gear set up in the world, but you need to have the full package yeah. as far as songwriting. I mean, you could everyone can write a couple of beats, and you're going to hear. It. I mean, there's beats everywhere you can buy or, or a couple of keyboard sounds, but it's not a song. A song is the whole structure. It's are you serving the song? Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's just like, it's kind of like we keep, you know, as as um, manufacturers of musical technology and products, we offer these amazing things to people. And, and it's great. I mean, you can enrich somebody's life with a, an instrument that allows them to make some music if they've never made music before. But are they going to become the next, you know, Mozart or, you know, Keith Emerson or, you know, pick your, uh, you know, right. your favorite? no not no not really because that's a big that's a bigger package i mean even let's talk for a second about like music and ai like ai is moving so fast now on every medium it's just every day you wake up and you go oh my god google microsoft da, da, da. Yeah. everybody's offering incredible things and they can write lyrics and poems and stories and coding and da, da, da. but what's the end result I mean, okay, that's great. They're wonderful tools. I su I support them. I'm not scared by them. They're wonderful. But how do you use how do you use these tools to actually create something that is your statement that is like right. in a, from point of view? What's your original musical statement? I don't care if you use a computer to do it or like whatever tool that comes out. But you have to you have to be the one who decides when your product is ready and what you're releasing and and how how does that affect the listener. You know, if you never touch a computer or a keyboard and all you do is voice commands to a computer that's doing some intelligent processing to create music. I mean, at the, at the very end of that procedure, if you've done it and what comes out is amazing and you and I go, holy shit, I love that. Well, then we'll give props to the guy who did that because that's really, really cool. And we will give props to the tech as well. But, yeah, you know, it's all developing so fast and it's hard to say exactly where things will end up being and how the global kind of perception of it is. It's right. always people who are going to run like scared of the stuff or people who are threatened by it, people who embrace it, you know, so it's just, you can't stop, you can't stop time. You can't stop technology from moving no. forward. So it's an interesting thing. It is. I, I think in, in examples, like I, I, my concern is always like when you see that it, it waters down and doesn't give artists credit. Like they're like, I can do that because it's on Apple. Like I'm not saying this product by any means because yours, this looks fantastic. I'm excited as a musician about you know this stuff, but I'm saying like when mm -hmm. Apple first came out, like I would just go for recording and video, right at the same time the Mac was coming out. Everyone's like, 
uh, I'm learning how to shoot and edit and everything else. Next, you know, everything's on my MacBook now, right? And everyone's like, I could do that. It's not the same thing as recording studio. It's not going to be like live drums. It's not like, it's not the same. Or everyone's been on their phone. They're shooting, actually, phone phone, uh, videos gotten really crazy good. But but that's probably more of an exception because some people have done some really great stuff. But if you think back, it's really good stuff with handheld, handheld, film and cameras to begin with, that's probably a little bit more of a loosey-goosey medium. I guess my point is, I think, when people hear a simple thing that they, can, they, think they, they think they can do with everybody else, and they take an artist that's really good and has other skills, it kind of feels, it kind of yeah. dumbs them down. Like, I can do that. You know, and it takes away from yeah. who that person is, the, the other creative source, because there's so much more to it. I mean, yeah. I, I wonder with you, though, because you've all the keyboards, you, you're, you've always been combining your, your keyboards and sampling and building stuff together for your tours. Are you the, when you were younger, were you also building computers or putting pieces together? Were you an electronics guy? No, not at all. That's not my really? background. I'm a classical piano. Well, I, I know that part, but I know a lot of keyboard guys that build and do stuff just like oh, yeah. you. Our, our the, computer, you know what I'm saying? They always, they're always been building their own sounds. Oh, I'm the, I'm the least mechanical person that you know. Like, literally. <laughs> I, I that. But I have a, I have a, when it comes to sound and, you know, the, all the things that go into making sound, I have a real kind of like progressive vision for how it should be done. And I understand a, a whole lot more about like, you know, what's possible, what, you know, with coding and what programmers right. can and can't do. That's, that's kind of like where my head's at. And also I'm really connected with, you know, especially from all the years of experience with the with the user experience of using all these tools. You know, like I I approach the synthesizer and I start getting in there and playing with the oscillators and filters and LFOs. And you know, over the years, I've I've been able to absorb that stuff and I understand what all those things are. And but how does it feel to actually, as somebody who wants to make music, how does it feel to actually? you know, get in there and make use of all that. How quickly right. am I able to my goal? What kind of clarity is there? Like I'm a perfect, like, you know, user in the sense that I'm like everybody else. Like if it's confusing, it's confusing. And I'm not afraid to say so. Like, I don't understand this. Like, you know, and and then to work with people to some people are of the mindset that they don't understand it and it's beyond them and they can never mm-hmm. do it. I and that's sad because I'm like like yeah, I don't understand this at all. But I'll call really? the developer, explain this, and oh, really? Like why? Oh, why can't you make that a different color? So I'll know that that's the button to close the yeah. screen. Or so I, I, I like that. Th- I like that. Start thinking about user interfaces and not being afraid to say, "Hey, I'm a regular guy, and this needs to be clear to me, and I can't see it, and I don't understand because there's nothing that's telling me. So make it better." You know. So that's. I think that's part of the reason that I've had some success in the field of, you know, working yeah. with making, working with synthesizer companies on making things better because I have, I have a strong desire and a perspective of what works and what doesn't. You're like the perfect conduit between the two. Instead of going deep dive on the other end, you're, you're exactly in the middle. I mean, you've got, it's a, people don't know, you have Juilliard experience, you're classically trained, very talented, but in some way to me, big picture, you're a composer of everything you put together, you're composing and arranging everything on everything you do. You know, it's such a strong skill the way you, the way you, you put stuff together. You know what I mean? Thanks. Trying From the outside, my- that's what it looks like to me. I mean, and that's cool. bigger than me than being just a uh, one instrument, you know, a keyboard player or whatever. 
you're you're a composer of of, of like music of all sounds and and soundscapes which is huge because you know as a fan you know you, you know you you dixie drags and, and dreams are these huge pieces and then you your jams and and you have your soul albums or you have some classical stuff and and, and, and like wired for madness is just insane to me that I, I love that song that's probably like my favorite song by the way of yours um, um but to, but you 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 but it's like you know it's it's progressive but it really has a lot of jazz smart jazz in it that kind of flips in and out in your writing you're not like locked right. down and that's why i feel it's a composition thing and not yeah right right sure it's definitely not pop music that's for sure but no. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the one of the things that that I enjoy, and it's probably because I'm kind of spacey, is, you know, it's hard for a musician to have an original style, right? And I was talking to people about this. Plenty of guys. Who yeah, can, a lot of good, a lot of guys out there who can make music and they make it in a certain style, and you can hear it and say, oh, that's just like you know this, or that right. sounds exactly like this, but it's good, you know. But how many players or how many groups you go? Wow, that's an unusual. That's an interesting blend. Yeah. Or how many you credit with sounding like? Oh, that must be you know Jordan Rudis playing the piano, or whatever. So I feel kind of lucky because I never had a big problem being you know being kind of like original in the way that I write music or uh, the way I play, and I credit that because I'm just like you know a sponge i'm just listening to all of it you know i'm listening to classical music i i love like electronic music and i love progressive mm -hmm. of this and i love that and it's all just rotating around my head you know and thanks to my juilliard training and my background and i have a good ear and a good sense of rhythm then somehow it all kind of comes out in this interesting way which is um which i feel you know kind of blessed to have the combination of uh you know, I don't know what the word would be like, just abilities or in, even inabilities to make it happen. You know, so I don't think some people are free enough to like come up with their own style. You know, for me, it's all like put it in a soup pot and you mix it all around and then you taste it and go, oh, there's a lot of flavors in here. This, this is cool. Well, I, you have a way of playing to me. It's, I, I love it because, and, and, a lot of my favorite artists too, like you, and that's why you're you're one of them because you serve the song and everything you do. Like in Dream Theater, you play for Dream Theater, but you know, on your solo, you play differently. I mean, everything's different. Like in Dream Theater, it's like epic and it's this and it's on a version, but then like you'll do, you know, like like well, like Wired for Madness, you're like that person is more like cracks his knuckles here, hold my drink. Like if there's like you know the way you go into each things, you 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 go to each each song deep into each one without being locked into a certain I can only do this because I'm known for this. This is where the song's going, and then if, and you also right, don't. Right. I don't. I find like yeah. overplaying, and I also find like all the guys in LTE aren't really overplaying. You guys are all working together, which is something like I think like the aristocrats do also. You you all work together in a way where each instrument complements each other and builds like a house, musical house, without stepping on somebody. Mm. And and that's that to me cool. Is, yeah, I mean, I think important. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I think that, you know, like people in the prog genre, you know, guys like us in Dream Theater LT, and we like to play and we like to dance and yeah. fingers and all that good stuff. But on the other side of that, it's important to, and you know, because you've listened to our catalog and you know, but it's not, it's, it's, it's not all about like just playing fast and crazy. Yeah. 
if you've anybody who really knows like dream theater and knows like all my music knows that I'm not always playing. I like to play fast and dexterous and that, but that's not all that's going on. I also really love to play very slowly and very gently. And, you know, to me, having a good musical technique means that you can play effectively fast and slow because if all you can do is play like quick scales and arpeggios. And then when it comes to making music, that's, you know, dynamic and slow moving and beautiful, you can't do it. Well, then you don't have a good technique. Then you only have half equation. You can play a quick scale. Great. But that doesn't mean you can play music. So, yeah, I mean, I really value the the, the looking at the bigger picture, uh, you know, of everything I get. I get honestly, you know, um, a little upset if somebody says, oh, he just he just plays fast because it just means to me that they don't even know they haven't really taken the time to. And that's OK. You know, nobody has to. But they haven't taken the time to really understand what like, you know, I do or what we do. Right. Even if they say Joe John Petrucci, he's a shredder, you know, but that's not true. Like John Petrucci plays some of the most beautiful, expressive melodies on the guitar right. that anybody ever has. So, and that's a big part of the reason that he is who he is because he plays these beautiful melodies. It's not all about the fact that he can play you know, incredible picking in that, you know, 250 beats per minute or whatever. It's it's more than that. But so, the fact that you have so yeah. many talented people together, even saying LTE with and, and Tony and, and Mike, and I mean, tops, everyone's top of the game, but everyone is so good that they realize it works together, how to play with other people and the puzzle works together. Yeah, and like in your soul stuff, like, I mean, Actually, a chapter in time, not on iTunes. Is that ever going to come on iTunes? So I can stream it easier? Your, your solo album? Well, maybe. That ever... Yeah, that probably one day, yeah. That would be awesome. Because <laughs> like, it's easier when I'm at work. I can stream all your stuff on iTunes. I can't stream that one. Once again, you will do okay. something that the danger of a lot of guitar players will do, like they'll shred. But they don't want to slow down and play a simple melody. And some of the best guitar players will play the simplest melodies or something very simple and not have to shred. You'll have the simplest melodies... It's not about ego. It's about the most beautiful piece of music. That's just simple. Yeah, I mean that's you know that's um, being looking at it from a more complete kind of perspective. And you know, I should say that also, and it's interesting because you know we we live in a, an interesting age when there's you know Instagram and these short clips and musicians right. who are more focused little things on instagram i mean it is cool when you can like scroll around on instagram and you like stumble upon a guy playing like the cleanest or quick arpeggios that you've ever seen in your life or somebody who picks faster and cleaner than anybody right. else and i i'm not i wouldn't say i don't say anything like negative about like those people who that's what they do maybe they don't know how to write music at all but they've got an incredible dexterity you know of course <laughs> The pick and i applaud them it's like a great sport it's like somebody who can you know do some amazing like jump or they can uh you know just accomplish something physical that other people really can't and it's a high level to that are right. they the it's greatest like a... music ever met no. no but hey credit because they figured out something Absolutely. with their minds and they can really like achieve something great is it john petrucci no because no. john petrucci's a Poser, and he said, you know, he, he changed the music world with, with right. the dream theater. But is it, you know, is doing something really, really cool? Yes. Okay, great. You know what I mean? Well, so I just, I don't want to. No, 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 no. It's not you being negative. It's yeah, not I, I want to make sure that people understand that I also have. 
people with with, with incredible particular skills. You know, it's right. just, what does it take to really be a, a full musician? A little bit different, right? And then that's what, like with me, I like to do. I haven't spoken to you. I hadn't approached you yet because I wanted to put a fuller picture together and listen more and really have a, a clearer thought of how I wanted to talk to you. Because one of the things with me and I try to present is, if you, even if you're not aware of who the artist is, they might know you from Dream Theater. Go check out the soul stuff because maybe you're not into Dream Theater. Maybe you need the soul stuff, or maybe you need the the, the tie-in, you know, the, the the gateway drug LTE, or maybe you need some of his projects, or maybe you go, you know, Dixie Dregs sites. You know, there's so much out there. I hate the one-dimensional. I hate the phrase one-hit wonder. I don't like hearing uh, guilty music. Um, if you're gonna have something, you don't have to like something. They don't have to like any of your stuff or any whatever. But they need to be aware and not just say fast uh, keyboard or computer. Like you need, and, and that's what I'm trying to say is you're you're, right. you're you're a creator with these apps, and these apps aren't just like apps, games. These are musical instruments, and technology that you're you're tying in together. You know, you're you're a composer on a different level, and and, and you're constantly the amount of creativity you put out to me on all these albums and work on these apps and that's everything. I don't know how you have time, you know. <laughs> To, to do all this 26 hours. oh that's what it is <laughs> you, have, you have a longer day than the rest of us so i'm sorry it's just all about doing you know what i really love and yeah therefore i'm always at it that's well, totally what it is yeah i want to thank you i want to thank you are you one, one last thing i just want to talk about um dream theater coming up tour anything you want to add like we were looking for the, the year and touring and stuff yeah, so we have a couple more runs. We're going to be, um, people know we're going to Asia, I think. Yep. Um, it's already out there. Yep. And it looks like we're going to be doing some stuff in the summer. Not announced, but, uh, you know, we'll stay tuned because there'll definitely be summer uh, shows. Um, but the next stop is a big Asian tour, including Korea, Thailand, and Indonesia, and Japan, all kinds of places. That's really exciting. It is. Um, is there any different things you guys have to do now with the way the world is going on? When I see you're going over Asia and you're flying around, you do a lot of different touring right now. With the world being, you know, wars and stuff, everything going on, is, is anything gotten kind of weird as far as different rules, like territories and stuff? Or Well, obviously, really weird time, especially in the time of COVID, when we were just starting to emerge oh, from yeah. that. And every, every country we went in was such a hassle. We had apps to fill in forms and it was I'd never been so busy with filling out various forms, you know, from country to country. It was really a pain in the butt. Uh, now it's gotten easier on that level, but still, you know, the world is still in a weird place. I mean, we went to Europe and people are very conscious about how much heat they're using in their buildings and their houses. And, you know, at times it's like, Oh man, it's cold in here. You know, <laughs> and you find out, Oh, well, they're only heating one room, you know, like, so, yeah, it's a strange time. And also, you know, there's still a lot of people who are not coming out to shows. It's just like, you know, the world is still, you know, in, in a weird state. It definitely affects, you know, certain places and the way people, you know, behave and, and if, they're com if they're even coming out of their house or not. Yeah. I always think it's interesting to talk to artists to see what's going on because I always want to bring up, if, if an artist comes to town, go see them. Because you don't know. I mean... So you, you you know you do so there's Ukraine there's there's COVID uh, or there's this or there's that or there's fuel prices some people you know countries have crashed economies all of a sudden will change um, Brexit then to do anything in our country you know merch is like you know if someone comes over from another Europe they got to pay like to do taxes and visas and then the 
regular tax and their stuff. And then it's like 30% on top of that in a venue. So the, the profit's dwindling for all the artists and there's lots right, of right. challenges. So I yeah. mean, I want, I want people to be aware of what the artist is kind of pushing through to put on this sure. rock star show for you. It's not right, right, like, it's, it's not, yeah, you know, uh, right. Caviar dreams or something, you know, yeah. Whatever, what's the guy's name? I forgot his name. Um, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? The point is that there is a lot more, it's a different world for rock and roll performance. And, and I think, you know, the artists aren't complaining about it, but the fans need to know it's not the same as what we thought, you know, it's not the Leonard Skinner album you're on the right. back. You're looking at the pictures. Everyone messed up, lay on a bus, crashed out. No, it's like $1,000, $2,000 a day for bus. You get taxes and this and fuel costs and you're dragging the merch. <laughs> you know, it's not the Freebird video. Yeah. It's Sounds like you've been talking to my manager. <laughs> <laughs> it was about fans not being aware of it because I've done a little everything in the music business. I do something different now for a career, but I wanted to support the artist separately because I don't, it's not a profit thing. I don't make money. This is my love of music saying, hey, just look at the artist a little differently, hopefully, and be aware of the new the new territory, the new uh, world that the artists are, are are encompassing now. You know, and Absolutely. embrace it, and or or realize that it's what they have to do to survive. Totally. Yeah. No, I want to so thank great. you. Thank you, man. I want to appreciate thank it. You. Thanks for the show. Take care. Well, glad we. Could. Okay, Take man. Care. Take care.